What number is this, Jim? Episode 111. Michael Nesmith and the First National Band Redux. Fan reaction. Okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm sure I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys, and today it's full of First National Band Redux and Michael Nesmith. Talk about something that kind of came out of nowhere. If you would have told me a year ago that this project would be as big as it is, I would be completely shocked to find out that this was happening. First National Band has come back in a large way. Featuring some great musicians accompanying Michael Nesmith. They're doing a series of shows on the West Coast, and hopefully a promoter will pick them up for some shows elsewhere. Ian Lee and Glenn Gretland of 7A Records are working on a live recording of the first National Band Redux, produced by Christian Nesmith. This is going to be fantastic. You need to get that album when it comes out. And speaking of albums... The original First National Band trilogy is going to be issued on vinyl by Sundazed. In a press release that says, Sundazed is proud to present three country rock cornerstones for Michael Nesmith and the First National Band, recorded and released in the span of less than 12 months. These three long players feature the matchless rural rock of Nesmith and his First National Band, long out of print. This trilogy from the Nez make their return on colored vinyl with beautifully restored artwork on March 23rd. So you can finally get that on vinyl. If you're a vinyl collector, this is a great way to get them. The colors are blue, red, and amber, and you need to pick them up. The shows have been getting great reviews. Mickey Dolan's attended the second night. As I record this, tonight it is happening at the Troubadour. Michael Nesmith's son and band member of FNB Redux, Christian Nesmith, posted, Tonight, 52 years later, Nes steps on the stage of the Troubadour to bring it back to where it all began. I can only imagine how exciting it is going to be. I know John Hughes of Rhino is going to be there. Christine Carlson-Wolf, the Button Queen, has some exclusive buttons that are only going to be available there. Opalina Salas, so many other of our friends are going to be there as well. This is the one to be at, folks. Yes, Nez is wearing that hat. <laughs> There's also a ton of merchandise that you can get. Um, check out Video Ranch. There's a lot of new pieces over there. There's a First National Band tote bag with John Ware's 1970 Papa Ness bass drum design, a First National Band baseball hat with the nudie hat embroidered logo, and a First National Band two-inch Cloison pin with a nudie suit poster image. So please check that out. Also, in the brand new issue of Mojo, Number 292, March 2018, Bill Meyer talks to Nez about the first national band era, joining forces with Ben Gibbert at the upcoming FMB Redux show in San Francisco on January 28th. 
It also provides an examination of Michael's discography. You can find this issue of Mojo in bookstores or by ordering it online. This is a very exciting time to be a Mike Nesmith fan. The shows have been fantastic. We'll be doing more shows about Michael Nesmith, but today we just wanted to touch base and kind of hear what a couple lifelong fans of Michael Nesmith and the Monkees we're going to do complete shows on the FMB experience in 2018, but today we decided to have some friends and fans of Zilch come on the show and talk about their experience. And I'll be playing some, I'll be playing some stuff that I got off YouTube and whatnot. But we cannot wait for that new album from Seven Eight when it when it all finally does happen. In other monkeys news, it seems that Michael's let a cat out of a bag. He sent a missive to Jody Ritson. And Michael name checks a possible tour coming up. He calls it the Monkees Present Mike and Mickey Tour. So that's some fantastic news. We look forward to what comes from all of that. And without further ado, let's check out from the first two nights of Nez and FMB Redux. This is Michael Nesmith, and you are listening to Zilch. winter and you are listening to Zilch. And joining us on the Zilch hotline is Zilcher, Aubrey Winter. Aubrey, welcome to Zilch. Hi Ken, how are you? I'm doing well. It's an honor to have you here today. So glad you could join us. It's an exciting time what is happening for Michael Nesmith and all the fans of First National Band and the Monkees in general. It's it's amazing. 2018, who would have thought this would, was going to happen? <laughs> I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's it's been fun. Now, as you and I speak, there's been two of the First National Band Redux shows, right? Correct. And you were lucky to see two of them. <laughs> Very great shows. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm going to the Troubadour in two days, and I'm really looking forward to that as well, especially that one. Mm-hmm. And there will be zilch buttons there that are exclusive to the Troubadour. You can only get them there. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and I know Christine Carlson-Wolf and Opalina Salas and Courtney Cronin-Dold and Josh Kagan, the writer of The Duff, is going to be there. It's it's just amazing. It's going to be a star-studded event. <laughs> 
And Aubrey Winter will be there, too. It's going to be fantastic. So let me ask you a question. I know that it's weird if you juxtapose the two shows that have happened. The first one was where at? It was in Pioneer Town, which mm-hmm. is out in the middle of nowhere. There's a town called Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. And outside of Joshua Tree is Pioneer Town. And that's where the concert was held. Mm-hmm. And I was reading Pioneer Town was just created in the 30s, 1930s, as a place where they could do it, like movie backdrops for westerns for Hollywood for those 1930s and 1940s movies. And that's why it was built up. And this 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 venue that was there called Pappy and Harriet's is basically it's like a steak restaurant. And that's where he played. And out in the middle of nowhere, like you could look out the front door and just see for miles. It's nothing but desert you can mm-hmm. see until like hills in the distance. Uh, so it was perfect setting <laughs> for when you think back about all of like Michael's type of music and the lyrics. When you get images in your head, even stuff like his covers of like tumbling tumbleweeds and stuff like that. Pioneer Town, the concert on Sunday was just perfect for all of that. And the venue that he played at, Happy and Harriet's, is actually, being the small place that it is, the funny thing is, is that it attracts, like, major stars. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a there was a huge concert called Desert Trip a couple of years ago that had Paul McCartney, Roger Waters, and, like, there was, like, five major, major, major acts, and they played that. And after that, Paul McCartney played Pappy and Harriet's. So it's kind of one of those tucked away things that has extremely big special events. Yes. Really, really great place. It was like having Michael and his band play in your living room. That's how intimate it was. It was amazing. 7A, Ian Lee and Glenn Gretlin are doing an actual recording of this, and Christian Nesmith is going to produce it. So this is going to be fantastic. So... I know you're probably going to be looking forward to that. Oh, yes, absolutely. I tend to get everything that's, like, released officially. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part of the show? Well, that's a tough question. (laughs) The experience. I mean, it was kind of cool to hear Nevada Fighter for the first time live. At least me hearing it for the first time live. I still remember when that song, when I first put that on my parents' stereo and it was loud and I still remember the first time that that song actually hit me if in you know in the way that a, a piece of music can hit you and change the way you're like thinking at the moment just the whole show it was just it was great
And that was Michael Nesmith and the First National Band Redux doing Nevada Fighter from January 23rd, 2018. Thank you, YouTube user SunnyGirlfriend13, and that is, of course, the wonderful Sherry Hansen. Thank you, Sherry. Uh, what did you think when you saw that hat? <laughs> yes, I recognize it from, you know, 33 and a third, and I recognize it from his gigs in the 70s. I don't know if it's the same hat or not, or if he had a new one made, but it's fun. I mean, the whole thing was fun. So, I mean, I was standing within arm's length of him playing, like me standing still. If I would have just stretched out my arm, I could have gotten entangled in his strings of his guitar. So you got to see the show at Pappy and Harriet's. Now you saw the second show, and where was that at? It was in San Juan Capistrano, ah. uh, very south Orange County, if you're familiar with Southern California. Mm -hmm. It was a much bigger venue, much bigger room, and but it was a whole different dynamic, and it was a whole different experience, and it was great. La that was last night, and that was just—it was just an amazing show, as so many people on zilch have written on the facebook group it was it was great and the band sounded amazing last night at san juan capistrano i it was i was hearing the house mix because i was a lot farther back from the stage so even just just the sound for me for my experience was a completely unique experience April Hayes was there, and some other Zilchers were there. And we also saw that there was another guy who uh, is kind of known to everybody. Mickey Dolans was there. That's what I heard. I didn't see him. Uh, I had read on one of the Facebook posts um, that he had walked in but went to the upstairs, which was the exclusive area. I've seen him at Michael Nesmith's shows before, so... Mm -hmm. It was kind of exciting to see it after the fact from last night that he was there, and exciting for those people that got to meet him. Yeah. There was a different song added last night to the set list, correct? There was. At the very end of the show, as an encore, he did Beyond the Blue Horizon, which was, which was really great. It was really great to hear. It's, it's Michael Nesmith. Right. Exactly. Check out his past work, everything that he did with First National Band, I don't think they'll be sorry. Do you, Aubrey? Oh, absolutely not. Go get Magnetic South and listen to it. And it's just from start to end. It's amazing. It really is. Check out Magnetic South. Check out First National Band Redux. Did you ever think that you'd get to hear the First National Band like this? Well, I saw him in 2014. He started those shows with Calico Girlfriend, mm -hmm. Nine Times Blue, Little Red Rider, and they sounded amazing then. And when I saw that show, I was like, wow, this is just incredible. So I was really looking forward to these shows that are happening right now. But with the passing of two of the original members of First National Band and with John Ware, the, the drummer, on, unable to play, it's kind of First National Band in, in name only. I guess that's where the redux comes in right but it's still playing those songs and he's playing stuff throughout his career no matter what the name of the band is it's fun to say you know it's first national band and if that's what it is that's what it is right now it's just good it's just good music and it's just an amazing show and it's great i'm just happy that i get to see him in concert again because you never know when he's going to tour again right he doesn't do it consistently. 
I'm so excited that you got to go and you're going to be at the Troubadour. So how many shows are you going to try and catch? Just these three or? Uh, these three. These are all the Southern California shows. Yeah. Uh, I would love to travel <laughs> and go to the, the San Francisco shows or the ones around Northern California, but I got to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy the Troubadour. You know, as, as this episode comes out, the Troubadour show will be in full swing. So we hope everybody has a great time there. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for being on Zilch today and just letting, you know, giving people a little taste of what it sounded like and, Thanks, Ken. Thanks for doing what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. Too bad you weren't there 20 years ago when I was first getting into it. 25 years ago. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been fun to document all that (laughs) stuff. But we're doing it now. So we we take a look back to the past. And the the good thing is that we're all together now. (laughs) The monkeys have brought a lot of imagination alive. And I really, really appreciate that. And I can't say that I don't go two days without listening to at least something of the monkeys because it's it's what makes me feel comfortable it's like you i'm I'm sure you understand that in some sort of oh absolutely it's uh it's amazing that what music means to our spirits right absolutely all right well thank you for being on zilch oh thanks for having me on ken i'm glad to have you here have fun at the show you too. Uh, you'll be missed. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was there, but you can give Christine and Opalina a hug for me and get a picture with them. <laughs> Will do. All righty. We'll see you. Bye. You take care. Bye-bye. This is Christopher Otazo, and you are listening to Zilch. Here we are. Michael Nesmith is in a bit of a resurgence of some of his classic material that has been overlooked for so long. And due to people like Andrew Sandoval and others that have encouraged Michael that there's a need to hear his first national band music, it is finally happening, and he seems to be very thrilled about the whole thing. As a matter of fact, Michael posted yesterday, The Coach House Show tonight in San Juan Capistrano, heading down from L.A. excited. This FNB Redux is magic for anything that ails me. And I think that it's the same thing for a lot of his fans. And speaking of such, here we have on the line, Christopher Atazo. Welcome to Zilch, sir. Ken Mills, good morning. Good morning, sir. It's finally great to talk to you. You've been a long supporter of Michael Nesmith, the Monkees, the First National Band, everything, and a long supporter of Ken Mills and his podcast. And I sincerely want to take a moment to thank you at the beginning of, of your segment because uh, you people like you and your positive comments and your uh, engagement with what we do on the Facebook pages and with the shows, it, it makes it all worth it and I just want to take that time to recognize that uh, thanks Ken and uh, you know it's uh, 
I get real excited about your work because you really have built communities of lovers of different types of music and different bands. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I really appreciate what you've done, too, in bringing information and, and music to the fans. Well, thank you. And, you know, anybody that puts up with me for uh, 11 years, I, I have to appreciate. So. <laughs> so you were lucky enough to catch the first show of the first national band. Well, yes, I was. I was very lucky to be there. And, you know, I didn't even realize it was the first show. I thought it was the second one. I hadn't. I hadn't checked the schedule, so I'm standing right at the front of the stage before the show begins, and somebody next to me mentions that this is the first one, and suddenly it even became more exciting that I was that I was witnessing the birth of this project, and uh, the enthusiasm in the crowd really spoke to this continuing. You know, I'd heard that that Mike said that you know if he got a great response, this five show mini tour would be expanded. And I felt pretty confident then that it probably would. And then when they hit the stage, yeah, there was no question. <laughs> yeah. Now, what did you think of the set list overall? Man, I thought, well, they, they played so much of that material from those three albums. Um, open up with Nevada Fighter, which was a blast because um, it, it, in a live situation, it was a much rockinger feel it rocked a lot harder uh christian nesmith was playing the heck out of it mm -hmm. it just felt real telecaster growly and punchy in a way that you know i love the album but this was this was visceral this was cool and then uh then they went right into pretty much the, the entire first side of uh of magnetic south mm -hmm. uh, and that was the, the first album I had really absorbed back years ago in 1979 when I first got it, and um, and it was really it was really exciting. It was really moving actually to to hear this music played live and played so powerfully. Mike was in great voice and just in a terrific mood and. The response of the crowd was clearly surprising and delighting him at different points. So uh, it, it was really great. And you got to see that nudie hat. Yeah. <laughs> the nudie hat, the, his, uh, his sparkling uh, Jimmy Choo shoes. <laughs> he was yeah. all decked out and ready to go. Now let's take a rundown of the first night set list. It's Nevada Fighter, Calico Girlfriend, Nine Times Blue, Little Red Rider, Crippled Lion, Joanne, Dedicated Friend, Two Different Roads, Grand Ennui, Lady of the Valley, Propinquity, Different Drum, Papa Jean's Blues, Tomorrow and Me, Tango Amore, Keys to the Car, Mama Nantucket, Bye Bye Bye, Some of Shelley's Blues, Silver Moon, and Rio. And thanks for the ride was the encore, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's nice. There was uh, no last train to Clarksville, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no daydream believer, none of that. None of that. And all these songs are from his first three first national band album, except there are a couple here that were on. Uh, on the, and the hits just keep on coming. But uh, mm -hmm. and Rio, of course, is from a later album. 
yeah, it was it was really uh, he he stayed pretty much uh, loyal to the to the project as far as uh, material goes.
Now, let's take a second to talk about this version of First National Band. So on backing vocals, we had Amy Spear, Cersei Link. We had Jonathan Nesmith on guitar and piano, Jim Cox on piano, Christian Nesmith on guitar. We had Jason Chesney on bass and Christopher Allis on drums. And, you know, kind of like the, the one thing everybody was kind of concerned about was how they were going to fill in for Red Rhodes because his playing was so surrealistic and just uh, out there and so great. And how did Pete Finney do? Pete Finney did an amazing job. He, he, I believe he was a fan for many years. So um, he's such a great player. I would think without, I didn't speak to him. I would think that he was long familiar with Red Road's work because it, it seemed so natural under his hands. Mm -hmm. He did a great job of either playing Red's original parts or certainly capturing what Red was doing and, and taking it to places on his own. It, he was a delight, really, for, for that. I think everybody was greatly relieved and excited <laughs> once he started playing, because that was the big question, Mark. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, when we talked about having you come on the show, you mentioned that you got the first national band music back in, what, 79? Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine was, uh, for some reason, he was selling the big box of records, I, and those were in there, and I didn't question it. I should have after, but I think he had already listened to them a lot. And uh, got them for a dollar apiece, all three on the same day. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, as a longtime fan, it must have been a thrill to hear this music literally come to life in front of you. It was incredible. When I got those records, they were surprising to me because I had been unaware of them until the day I got them. I just came across them, picked them up, and took them on listening to listened to them, and I was just astounded. I really fell in love with those albums and have always. They've been go-to records to listen to, and uh, I have friends who are also very aware of those albums and, and fans of that music. So I never expected, I certainly didn't expect a first national band to be reconstructed and go on the road as, an, as its own thing. But even just to hear Mike play, you, you play a couple of these songs every now and then, but I never expected anything like this, not, not to have this material treated so faithfully. Yeah. And yet its own beast at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
it seems like we have a first national band renaissance happening. Uh, it was just announced that first national band trilogy is to be issued on vinyl by Sundays. So <laughs> check out Sundays music. That's going to be very interesting for those who want it on vinyl. And of course you can get everything from video ranch and you can find it on Amazon or wherever finer music is sold. Uh, do you have a favorite of the first three albums? I would say for me, the magnetic South, the blue one is my, is my favorite. And, um, it, what else can I say about that? It, it just is. And uh, then my second favorite is Nevada fighter and, uh, and loose salute. I'm certainly a fan of loose salute, but magnetic South is it for me. It's my number one. So were there any standouts in the band that really surprised you? You mean players? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Pete Finney was uh, certainly a standout. And uh, everybody everybody did a great job. Everybody uh, really shone. And even though this was the first gig of uh, their first public performances in this configuration, it um, everybody was really on top of things. Standouts, uh, certainly Pete Finney, and I was standing right in front of Christian Nesmith, so I was getting the the power of those amplifiers full force. <laughs> so he mm. really stood out to me, and he really he really rocked it up. He did a great job. He brought the rock and roll to this country rock project in a big way. Drummer did a great job too. Anything Christian and Cersei and everybody is involved in, it's always top shelf stuff and. Christian has his, his new record out, so everybody needs to check that out. Speaking of new albums that people should check out, Peter Tork and Shoe Suede Blues, off their album Relax Your Mind, honoring the music of Lead Belly. This is quite an exciting project, and I understand you're a big fan of Lead Belly as well. Yeah, when I when I first started to get into rock and roll music, and, and particularly the heavier later stuff, so... Guys like Keith Richards and Jimmy Page and uh, and Pete Townsend and Brian Jones all would talk about their their uh, the influence that early blues music had on them, and so I figured, okay, I got to go learn this stuff mm -hmm. so I can understand what they're doing. So I, um, for some reason, I started with Lead Belly, and Lead Belly has always been a big part of my listening routine. And um, and I've always had as many recordings as I could lay my hands on. You know, a lot of his stuff, he um, was recorded many times, doing the same songs many times in many situations. So it's a uh, it's a bit of a uh, uh, archaeological expedition to to find a nice full collection of lead belly material. But luckily, Smithsonian and a, and a variety of uh, organizations have been compiling that material for years so yeah i'm a huge in short yes <laughs> <laughs> i am a huge lead belly fan in short ken yes i am a huge lead belly fan excellent so uh you've heard some samples from the new project what do you think thus far i think it's fun i think it's uh, i was really surprised and pleased to hear that somebody i'm not sure who's playing what but somebody's playing a an old 12 string tuned down. It isn't just an electric band version of, of these songs. It's, it's, uh, 
you know, to have that acoustic flavor to it is nice too. It was a real surprise. Agreed. And I want to encourage folks to go over to petertork.bandcamp.com to download the, the album for only $7, which is a, a damn good deal. 14 songs for $7. You can't beat that. The physical CD will be upon us very soon. So if you're holding out for that, fine. But I really encourage you to get this music, share this music, and let people know that it's out there. And uh, folks, support what you love, buy what you love. And if you want more music from any of our former monkeys or any of the monkeys' uh, children, you've got to support it, right, Christopher? Absolutely. And if you and if you're not familiar with this uh, first national band material, by all means, go out and get that because this tour will expand. I predict. Criswell predicts this tour will expand. You will have an opportunity to see them. So. Uh, Go get those records and absorb them if you haven't already. Uh, I imagine a lot of your listeners are well familiar with it now. Right. But it's weird. There are some Monkees fans that, to them, the whole soul of it all is is anything recorded under the tag the Monkees. But if you really want to hear what the guys are really about, follow their solo stuff. And uh, be it Mickey Dolenz or Michael Nesmith or Peter Tork in or out of shoe suede blues so check it out relax your mind honoring the music of lead belly get the cd get the download however you choose to do music and christopher i'd like to thank you for being part of zilch today and we are going to close the show with how come you do me like you do we're going to play a bit of that go out there support what you love and we will see you on the next episode of Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys, current and classic. Right, Christopher? That's right. Thanks a lot, Ken. <laughs> we'll see you, buddy. Peter Tork and Shoe Suede Blues with How Come You Do Me Like You Do. How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? How come you try to make me feel so blue? I ain't done nothing to you. You might be the meanest gal in town, but I'm just mean enough to turn your damper down. How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? How come you try to make me feel so blue? I ain't done nothing to you Don't I always let you do just what I want you to? Don't I always let you pick me up when I'm feeling blue? How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? So blue. I ain't done nothing to you And when 
when it comes to jobs, you know I'm never sure. I can always find employment, but you just won't go to work. How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.